This is Gatekeeping, the show where we review personal hygiene. How's uh, how's your... <laughs> How would you rate your personal hygiene? On a scale of one to two, a three. Great. How would you rate yours? Yeah, I don't like to think in absolutes, so I'm going to say a solid nine. That sounds stolen. Nope, I made it up. <laughs> Speaking of assholes, um, so my house has a burglar issue. Uh, really? Yeah, so it turns out there's this little kid that uh, sneaks into my house on a daily basis... And just chills in my house. Have you confronted him about it? I can't. He's a child. He doesn't speak English either. He's Chinese. Well, kick him out. I like having a friend. Okay, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Do you want to get into Moosey New booze? Yeah. I forgot what to say. Wait, hold on. It's coming. It's coming. It's time for movie news. Nice. So, uh, do you want to do you want to do movie news this week? Do you, or you have want me something? To... Do you have something important to say? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a live-action Cats movie. Oh, dude, I'm so excited for that. Like Cats the musical. Because they're going to be cats. They're going to be life-sized cats, but James Corden is like going to be a cat. Humanoid cats. Cat Corden. Corden is, cat. Isn't Gordon Ramsay supposed to be in it? He's that? also in it, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I hope... Oh, and Jason Derulo's in it. Oh, no. Um, Whose idea was that? Some white man in a studio office. Oh, for sure. All right, what, what do you got for movie news? You know Kamel Nanjiani? Yeah. Uh, he's going to be in the Eternals movie now, too. Oh. That's it, though. I don't know much about that. I don't know anything about the Eternals, even. Do you think he's going to play a dramatic role or a comedic role? Uh, probably a dramatic role, but then he'll probably have a one-liner, and people are going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Shazam 2 is going to come out. It, is that a for, a for sure thing? Yeah, they already have a writer. Are you... I don't... I like you know, Shazam. I love Shazam. I had a great time watching it. Super solid movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about a sequel, though. Because they already introduced the, spoiler, the family. as And, like, how do you, what do you go from there? There's no stakes. There's no mistakes. Uh, I don't y- know. Yeah. Well, was- Dwayne Johnson is supposed to be in it, right? Yeah. Dwayne the Rock. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, for clarification Yeah, not purposes. just the Rock. Yeah. Do you like the WWE? You know, I used to be super into WWE. Gross. Like, in elementary school. Yeah. Did you see the Motley Crue movie? No. Neither did I. I was trying to think. Oh, they were thinking about making a sequel to Bohemian Rhapsody. What? Yeah. No. What do you, what's he, the sequel on? <laughs> <laughs> it's after Live Aid, when he had AIDS. So it's just an AIDS movie. That just sounds like a bummer. Yeah, but it would be a bummer that makes a bunch of money. You're not going to die of AIDS because we're queen. <laughs> That's the movie. What else you got for movie news? Black Widow has a movie. Or is going to have a movie. For sure, for sure? For sure, for sure. What do you think it's going to be about? spy stuff it's probably gonna be aggressively mediocre oh yeah but david harbour is in it and so is rachel wise i like him in stranger things i'm excited to see him in hellboy hey um what two two things why are they making another hellboy and also did did you see the trailer for the joker movie oh that is some important movie news yeah um i they're making a new hellboy because ron perlman is in his 60s and they didn't know what to do with that material after the second one and it didn't make any money oh it didn't no and they want to make it r-rated number two oh was it not r-rated before no oh but it was really imaginative i like gdt so do you want to talk about oh the joker trailer yeah it was chill it looks like a scorsese ripoff lowest key like it looks like the king comedy and taxi driver fused into one with the killing joke storyline of a comedian who has one bad day and then slips into a pool of chemicals, except instead of a pool of chemicals, it's society. Dude, and you know what's super symbolic and super dope? What? 
So at the beginning of the trailer, he's walking up the stairs of sanity, but then he falls down the stairs of sanity at the end when he fully accepts the madness of life. Does he fall in sanity or out sanity? He gets insane in the membrane. I'm going to put a gun on my mouth. Don't do that. Cobain special. What? Are, oh, I do have some movie news. Some important movie news. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. You know the Grammans Chinese Theater? No. Or the ground? Well, it's the TLC, whatever Chinese company bought this the Chinese theater in Hollywood. What? What does that have to? So they bought Netflix. Bought the Egyptian theater down the street. Are you serious? It's Netflix's first theater. Whoa! They have and a theater. Now? They have a theater now on Hollywood Boulevard. Is that so? Are is they that a, be, is this allowed? Are they going to be streaming? Movies uh, to the theater. Yeah. Yeah, but the the main thing that I'm worried about is the uh, hour long decision process across the whole theater. <laughs> is it like is there like a dress it's code? A, it's a movie theater where it's like sw- everyone sweats only. It sweats only. It sweats only. You bring your significant other that's only bay for a little bit. It's not a long term thing because if you're really going to be in a long term relationship and you're already watching Netflix, uh, good luck, muchacho. And then thirdly. You have to be on your phone the whole time. I hate when I'm watching a movie with someone and they get on their phone. It's uh, disrespectful. It's disrespectful to my experience. For me, movies are like church. Uh-oh. The theater, the movie theater is a Re- church. And it's, it's a church. It's a religious experience for me. And then the concessions guy is the priest. Exactly. Because you're blowing him in the back. What? Gotcha. So for someone to pull out their phone, well, I'm trying to have a transcendent experience. It's super disrespectful. Not uh-huh. only for me, but to... The Lord Almighty, who the, is... The corporation that put the movie on the screen. Exactly. Um, so when are we getting our tickets for Star Wars Land, bitch? Uh, not for a couple years. Dude, I could totally imagine some, like, God forbid, but something kind of violent going on there. Oh. Like, just angry fans, like, nope, this is not my Star Wars. I feel like security's gonna be extra tight, though. I, I feel that, but just, like, some nerd having an outburst. You saw how angry people got over The Last Jedi. Oh, wait, what do you... Okay, violent in what way? Like, just having a violent outburst and, like... Like a fist down. fight? Yeah. Oh. Because they're, like, they see the Millennium Falcon with six seats as opposed to four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stay far away from that place for a while. Yeah, but if Katie's like, yo, you trying to come through... Oh, we're there. Yeah, we're there. I'd love to see Katie. Shout out to Katie. Katie Stork. I have some more news. Okay, let's hear it. You're my best friend. Aw. Do you want to talk about consumption now? Sure. Okay. It's time for consumption. Nice. Thanks. Dude, we should start a band. Do you want to... I'll go first for consumption because you go first all the time. Okay. Gotta shake it up. You ever hear the song Aquarius slash Let the Sunshine In? Oh, yeah. I heard that song in the gym and I had an orgasm. It was so embarrassing. For the other people, that song is dank. Also, that yesterday at the gym, I did a leg day and I was in the leg press machine. And it kind of forces everything that's inside out. So as, the, as I was pushing upon the weight, so snuck out a piece of flatulence. So you listen to the song? During that, yes. That's I have a vivid memory of both things occurring. Um, it's kind of embarrassing. That song sounds like God touched down on all those people and just let them make that song. It's from the musical Hair. Have you heard of that? No. Yeah, it was the first Broadway musical to have nudity in it. It's about hippies. What? Yeah, there's one at the end of Act One. There's a all the people, all the performers come out on stage naked. Why? Theater, Caleb. Have, have you seen this musical? No, how I. Do you, then I how do you know that? Because I read about it. 
Okay. I did some research. I don't want to watch a musical with nudity. That's that's weird. That's weird. I dug into Odyssey and Oracle. Nice. I love that album. That album reminds me of a bunch of sweaty white men on acid and a wooden sauna. Yeah, I get that vibe. Do you want to move on to our main subject? What's the main subject? The theatrical experiences versus movies at home. It's time for the main subject. What's the best movie you've experienced at home? The one that comes to mind automatically is After Hours. Nice. Oh, you watched that last summer. Last summer, yeah. And it was like, late at night, it was just on my laptop, and I was in bed. That's a huge vibe, especially if you're writing something that's similar to exactly. tone. I'm sure, because your brain was already there. Yeah. Which is really cool. That's a good example. I like that. I find that watching movies on your laptop in bed when you're completely isolated and it's loud as fudge, that's worth it. That's fun. I like that. I like to put on uh, headphones? Ear, head, either headphones or earphones. I connect my uh, laptop to my speaker. Oh, nice. And then I like put a cup nearby or something. A cup? Yeah. Amplify it. Right. Yeah. I'm a science guy. <laughs> of course. I think one of mine is um, I was my parents left for the weekend back in like junior year of high school. And I was like, oh, I'm going to smoke some weed. So I <laughs> I bought some weed from this kid in my drama class. Like, and he's like, oh, this is called green crack. And so it made me really sketched out and paranoid already. This was in high school? Yeah. Oh. So I... I I smoked some green crack out of a can, very high school, and I watched Taxi Driver for the first time. Wow. And it was... Because you know when you're at that age and you're discovering, like, mature movies? Oh. It was... Very impressionable. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I just have this vivid memory of hearing Bernard Herrmann's score over and over again. Because like, it sounds very repetitive, but that's totally on purpose. Mm. You know, the recurring... Yeah. Yeah. What about... Theater. Theater. Experiences. Uh, like the last one, like the first one that comes to mind that left a lasting impression. Infinity War. Oh, same. There's nothing, nothing is compared to that. No, same here. Roma was a transcendent experience. Like I've watched some great films. Okay. So I watched Roma at home. Yeah. Oh, this is perfect. Then. Yeah. So what do you think you would have gotten from a theater experience that you didn't get? Probably a bigger screen and a better, better sound, sound system. So sound made a huge difference because I've seen it twice now. Hmm. And uh, the theater I watched it in was... The sound quality was really high because it was one of those artsy fartsy theaters. Yeah, and they really take pride in it, as do I, and that made it a lot more immersive. Mm -hmm. Sound is an essential part of film consumption that I think goes overlooked often. To like paraphrase George Lucas, he said, "Sound is just as important, if not more important, than picture when it comes to the cinematic experience." Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, sound is essential. But I feel like if I was at home, I would have just been on my phone. I'm so bad at paying attention to things. I, th I think it's been made clear over the course of this show that I'm just horrible at watching movies. You actually mentioned that on the first episode. That I can't watch movies at yeah. home. I'm so bad at it, dude. I mean, yesterday I did a good job, but that's because I had a beer. <laughs> like, I had to make myself stupider so I can watch a movie at home. Just turn your phone off. But it's But there's other things I can do. If I'm at home, I want to be productive. I want to do things. Do you get that, like dread of like I, I need to be doing something yeah so when or you, I should be doing something when you mentioned watching after hours at home I was like oh I'll watch a movie but then I was like oh wait I have homework to do though but what if it's like one in the morning you know it's prime homework time <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough I don't know man well, when you go to a theater that's the activity you should be doing you should be at the movies watch watching the movie so a recent study came out and I haven't fact checked it I haven't done my little statistical analysis you know I'm a spatifor taught us to look at certain things when going over surveys. I didn't do that. But it appears that 
the pe- main people that watch movies on streaming are also the main people that are going to the movies. Huh. So all of that stuff, all that rhetoric saying that Netflix is killing the movie industry is false. Interesting. That Well, that's what this the survey implies. Mm-hmm. Do I agree? Maybe. Because movie fans will be movie fans in any shape or form, in any place. Uh, the convenience thing, I don't think, it doesn't matter that much. It's more about paying. I know a lot of people that don't vibe with the theater experience. The well, theater experience being like... People talking or on their phones and stuff. Yeah, because people are very disrespectful. I yeah. think we need to change as a society how we view the theater going experience. Right. And make it a little less casual. Oh, so like kind of rebrand it. Yeah, like, like how it was. Like the Alamo does. Oh, yeah. And then I think they're trying to do that. That being said, they still like the snacks are too expensive. It's gross. The Alamo. Yeah. No, just AMC. Not Alamo's oh. fine. I don't go to the Alamo anymore because I feel like they're trying to capitalize off of film fandom. Like, they're they're pandering to people like us. Totally. Like, oh, we have badges from this movie, like, from the 80s. Come buy it for $10. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cool. If, you, if that's your thing, that's cool, but that's not our thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like being pandered to. Like, I just want to watch what I like. Also, uh, we're kind of spoiled with uh, A-Lust. AMC, AMC. Oh, definitely. But I think it's one of the best things to happen to movie going. Yeah. Not enough people take advantage of it. I was going to say more, more, uh, I feel like more theaters should take advantage of that model. It has turned Pearson from someone that goes to the movies once or twice a year to like a few times a month. Someone who goes to the movies every time we do. Yeah. And it's, it's fun. It's, it's probably one of the best things to do. So I feel like there's it using Netflix to attack theaters is baseless. There's really not much else to say. I think it just comes from fear of change. change. Yeah. Same thing with like the whole Oscar thing that went down of like how Roma shouldn't have won because it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. Like that. It's still a movie. Like the same amount of work and thought went into making that Arguably movie. more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gatekeeping on KUSF. Gatekeeping on KUSF. Steven Spielberg is not the at the forefront of filmmaking anymore either. So is was he like the guy who came up with that whole argument? He's spearheading this that camp. That's weird to me. What's, I feel like that's not on brand at all. He's getting older. I guess. I don't know. I feel like Netflix allows some really exciting filmmakers to it allows them the platform to make what they want to make. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the movie To All the Boys I've Loved Before. I don't know that movie. It's a romantic comedy on Netflix starring Noah Centineo and Lana Condor, who are really hot teen stars right now. They're really popular stars that are teenagers in the film. Uh, but that movie never would have come out in theaters. But through Netflix, that could, uh, a lot of teens got to watch something really high quality. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Triple Frontier looks whack as fuck, though. I actually really enjoyed it. I don't like movies like that, where guys are just carrying guns. Like some indiscriminate men are carrying guns. I would have never watched that movie on my own, but my dad is really into that type of movie. So I just watched it with him and ended up really liking it. Like I was engaged throughout. You know what I feel like is an issue? What? It's the marketing of movies. People or marketing companies use genres to market films. So if you have a comedy, it can't just be like a comedy with subtle jokes and clever dialogue. It has to be an over-the-top comedy with like a goat in a car and like... Some celebrity, so they can show it in like a flash montage. Yeah. People are like, yo, that looks nuts. We gotta see that. So people stick to the, what do they, what do you call those? Like the staples of genre to market a film. Right. So it just seems boring. You know, there's actually 
a ton of movies that had a massive, massive impact on me that I wish I would have seen in a theater for the first time. And those movies are like basically all of Tarantino's filmography. Mm-hmm. All of Scorsese's filmography. Dude, you're a nerd. But also, like, I wasn't around when those movies came out. Well, that's what the Castro's there for. And the Balboa Theater, which is highly underrated. So, Netflix, not whack. It allows you to experience film. Anything that allows you access to that is great. Movie theaters, not whack. Movie theaters, low-key whack. Did what? Why? The The theater experience is not whack. But having dried baby batter under your ass is whack. Baby batter? I mean, you need the batter to make the cake. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> I um, wish I'd seen Napoleon Dynamite at the theater. Well, okay. That's... I'm so glad you brought that up. Because one of my favorite movie experiences ever is watching Napoleon Dynamite with my dad. Uh, while my mom was gone on some sort of retreat. And uh, me and my dad... From battle? Yes. And me and my dad were just vibing, vibing super hard. It was a, a boys' night in, and we ordered pizza, and pizza? we pizza, <laughs> and we um we rented Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, back when it was like pay per view or something. Did you get Pizza Hut slash Domino's kind of pizza? We got Pizza Hut because my my dad that's my dad's favorite pizza. Pizza Hut's super dang. Personally, it's a little a little greasy. Oh, one hundred percent. Now for me, yeah. I like Domino's because they have the garlic butter. Is that your favorite pizza? Ever? Like delivery? Oh, yeah. yeah. Facts. For me, it's Costco. But For me, when Costco isn't available, it's Domino's. But Costco's always going to reign supreme. See, I wouldn't have had that experience if I had watched the Point Dynamite in a theater for the first time. You know, and I'm going to remember that experience for the rest of my life. That is really fun. I like getting a bunch of snacks and watching a movie. Yeah. I think that's a benefit of watching movies at home. That's that's why movies get released on home video. So why don't we just get rid of DVDs? Those are dumb. No, Blather. Because DVDs pollute. No, that's a stupid hobby. They're just taking up space, and that's super hypocritical of someone who claims to be a minimalist is to have a DVD collection. But I love watching bonus features. I'm obsessed. You I can feel watch like, them on YouTube. No, Blather. There's some that are exclusive to DVD. Like, like what? There's certain commentaries. I love putting on a movie with a commentary. I feel oh, like I like learned so much. Ooh, you're so right. For example, the Social Network DVD, which is kind of like my prized possession, has some of the best bonus features ever. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's super extensive. This is on the pub. This is public record now. I know. <laughs> so, what music do you associate with San Diego? Great question. Thank you, know, you. I was actually listening to Lonerism today because the a sun- San Diego music. I'm get. I'm. I'll get there. Sorry. Um, the sun came out after like a month and a half of straight rain Not, here in San Francisco. Yeah, straight. I decided to put on lonerism and that I realized that reminds me so much of high school. It, it, I, w- I would either listen to inner speaker lonerism or salad days. Salad day. Mac DeMarco's San Diego music for me. Yeah. Beach boys are also SD music for me. Oh yeah. Big time. Although I didn't, I didn't get into the beach boys until freshman year of college. Thanks to you. Oh, I'm glad. And, uh, so I associate the beach boys with San Francisco. I feel that. And mainly, mainly most sixties music, most sixties pop. I associate with San Francisco because of, uh, the summer of love and stuff. Are you ready to leave? Uh, I mean, yes. I, I mean, I, I have a blast up here and I love this place. Yeah. But I'm ready to not pay so much money all the time. Factual. There's no life here. 
I would love to come back with loads of money. In fact, if I had all the money in the world, I would do two things. <laughs> I would, one, buy a huge Victorian building and have all my friends move in. And yeah. so we can have parties all the time. Facts. And you'd have, like, people can, like, leave their doors open and just, like, mingle from mm. room to room and vibe. hang out and vibe. Uh, and then the second thing I'd do is buy Mel's Diner. And revamp it. And rebrand it completely. Because they, they're branding. They, you, you know what about Mel's? Their, their branding gives me anxiety. Like, I will walk past that place and just, like, start sweating. <laughs> no. They, okay. Is that what walking does to you? Only when it's by Mel's yeah. Diner. <laughs> you know those beer signs outside of liquor stores? Beers. Okay, you know the, the, the beer brand 805? Yeah, that's gross. Horrible branding. They have one of those yeah. in the diner. 805 San Diego. And it's right in the 619. And they have, wait, really? 805 is a freeway. Oh, for sure. Anyway, they have their beer sign Beers. is right next to a flat screen TV. I they Their whole gimmick is that they are a retro 50s diner. If you're going to call yourself such, don't put in... Stop! <laughs> stop it! Stop it! Don't put a beer sign Beers. right next to your flat screen... T- there should be no flat screen TVs. I have a confession. What? You know, my normal voice is actually a lot like yours, but I'm actually that frustrated all the time. That's why I sound like this. What about your inner, like, monologue? It's more like, Lucas, what are we doing? Uh, let's get out of here. So it translates to, Caleb. Uh. <laughs> mine mine kind of sounds like this. No, why would you put an TV? Which translates to, hey, what's up with that beer sign? <laughs> so they their menu is like a Bible. It folds. There, it's, it's lies. A, it's a trifold menu, and it's like the it's, bu- the Bible isn't a trifold menu. Okay, it's it's a it's a very extensive menu, and they offer everything from like a teriyaki bowl to a club sandwich. What is a club sandwich? Really, really, you've never had a club sandwich? No. Are you serious? I probably have. I just don't know what it is. It's kind of like those uh, double or triple decker sandwiches that have Ooh. like bacon and like it's kind of like a BLT. Do you know what an upper decker is? No. Their menu is too long. They got to... It's too long. I would trim it down significantly. So, okay. Kind of like you, in and out how ex- it just has a, a, four or five things. Can I finish? Can I finish? Do you extend that logic towards the Cheesecake Factory? No. I, I love the Cheesecake yeah. Factory as it is. I would leave that alone. But Mel's Diner. Oh, Someone my Alex God. Jones. <laughs> Mel's Diner is taking our DNA and it's putting it in the patty melts, giving it to the kids... Now my DNA's in a kid's mouth? I look like a pedophile. So I would... Rebrand Mel's. Rebrand Mel's by... I would take... Okay, I would take all the pictures off the wall. So it's just bare walls. You put pictures of you. No. Oh. No pictures. That's a vibe, though. I would get rid of the TVs. I'd get rid of, rid of the beer signs. TVs in a restaurant's never the vibe. No. Unless your restaurant is a TV restaurant. And I'd... Oh, okay. Not only would I cut down the menu to like a very, very simple, like Eddie's Diner, it's it's like two pages and that's it. That's their menu. And I would bring the prices way down. And you know what's, what's, what? you know what's really upsetting? They tried rebranding Mel's Diner as Mel's Kitchen, where it's like a more like modern, luxurious version of it. Like an Ed Hopper painting? No, because Ed Hopper is super vibey, and Mel's Kitchen is not. It's not a vibe. Final thoughts, final summation. Be yourself, make friends, don't get a tattoo. It's a bad idea.
even if you're thinking about it. Would you get a tattoo? Personally, no. Personally, it's not my thing. And if you choose to do it, it's forever, bro. Hold on, we can't we can't publish that. Come on. If you get a tattoo, no. it's a bad idea. <laughs> final final thoughts, final summation. Uh, movies are dope. Uh, Tattoos are not. You're listening to Gatekeeping on.